When the choice seems to be to tear down the church or build a wall around it, we aim to walk the narrow road of nuance through the wilderness between the warring factions and try to figure out what it means to love God and people well. So we've been a little MIA. Should I give a little background? What's this we? I've been here the whole time. <laughs> He's like, I just, I've been waiting on you. <laughs> like I sent you a message three weeks ago and said That's the right. Zoom invite sent. Yeah, took him this we, long uh, to log on. <laughs> I, I missed the email. It went to spam. No, so we've we hit a little bit of a difficult moment. Um, with we we were picking up and we've been recording and we love that and we're trying to keep doing that. And then I did something um, crazy and went on vacation, which was great. Um, we spent a week and a half exploring some of the national parks in or the national parks and some national historic sites in North and South Dakota had an awesome time. Um, but that makes it difficult to record or edit or anything really. It does. Uh, now we, we said we kind of had this idea of, you know what, (laughs) we'll record back and forth little snippets and maybe that could make an interesting episode. But when you have a, you know, a vehicle full of kids that are, eight, six, and four, it, it presents some challenges of getting quiet to do that even. So I did not pursue that at all, even though I intended to. <laughs> and yeah, we got back, I don't know, on the 10th of September, kind of got back into the swing of things last week and this week. That's, uh, I don't know about you, Taylor, but if, if you've been off for a week, um, it's tough to just come back into things and catch Takes up. Takes a minute, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm, I'm there-ish. And, uh, yeah, last week we were not able to record, but wanted to find some time this week. And I think we're going to take a little bit of a an unscheduled break from our Beatitudes conversation and maybe talk other stuff. But what, what say ye of our momentary pause? Well, we, we, we did say at the outset of the whole Beatitudes thing that we were probably going to do other episodes interspersed in there. So, so far we've yeah. not deviated from the plan, just from the rhythm. We're not liars about that. Not about that. Maybe about some yeah. other things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was, yeah. I mean, yeah, th- this dude goes gallivanting off and the rest of us are just stuck here toiling. That's <laughs> my only comment on it. He was sending me pictures and I was uh, quite jealous and didn't want to talk to him. So I'm glad you didn't send me anything, you jerk. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> hey, you can come next time. We can record a, an episode around a campfire. Don't tempt me, because that sounds lovely, especially with the fall coming on. I love a good campfire, mm-hmm. or fire pit, as the case may be. There was so, a burn ban, so we oh, didn't yeah. get to do much of that. But Yeah, it lifted for like 10 minutes here, but then it was back on. But yeah. we got some rain last night, so maybe we'll, we'll see what happens. I think the Lord likes to sit next to fire pits, too. Uh, so I, actually, I wanted to ask you, um, it had been a while since y'all took uh, a trip that long, off into the into God's country, so yeah. you were at least somewhat uh, unplugged from the normal routine and rhythm and expectations and needs. Obviously, the family was there, and there was there was stuff to do. But I was curious to hear um, if there was any, um, not necessarily change of perspective, but I know when I spend enough time unplugged from the stuff that I'm normally responsible for, that my I'm, my mind is able to settle on the kind of deeper slower moving uh things that 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 hum hum underneath the the lives that we're obliged to keep up with so was there was there anything that emerged when the noise kind of died away for you oh 
it's a big question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it, it has. It's been about uh, almost a year. I think October of last year was our last kind of getaway into Texas and New Mexico for about that long. This is probably the longest we've done um, in this. And, and it's a mixture of things. You know, that trip, there was a lot going on with um, the job I, I had at the time and, and kind of going through some things there. And I had the kind of the clarity to think through that. On this trip, I don't know if I can pinpoint one specific thing, but it is, you know, because you're on this drive, and, and like I said, it's not always quiet, right, because you you got children in the backseat of a, a forerunner. It can be tight quarters, but it's it's one of those things where you just have a whole lot of time to think even driving or being in a tent mm-hmm. or hiking or wherever. Um, and I, I don't know, man. I think all of these trips, there's this focus on, okay, well, what's really important? Why am I doing this? Um, I don't know if I've shared on here before. I know Taylor knows one of my, I, don't, I hate to say bucket lists, but something I would like to accomplish is to hit all of the U.S. national parks. Um, you know, and we've, we've been to maybe just over half of them and, and love it. And it's something I did as a kid. And so getting to, to kind of take my kids on trips like these and do the whole junior ranger thing with them that I did as a kid. It's very nostalgic. And, but along with that nostalgia is kind of this thought of, well, a, I would love to be able to do this more. Um, but B is that like this, a selfish thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I have all kinds of way of justifying why it's not in my head, but um, <laughs> there's kind of the, is this something I want to do that my kids don't, which I, I don't feel that way necessarily. I feel like they love it. But then there's the, if I have the time and resources to do this, is this what God wants me to do mm, with those yeah. that time and those resources? And again, there's all sorts of ways I can justify it by being in his creation and people you meet and get to talk to and whatever. But is that me justifying it or is that God saying, Hey, this is what you're supposed to be, be doing. Um, so I don't know, man. There's the, the older my kids get, and my brother's kind of helped me think through this, or helped me think about it with things he said. You know, you realize, man, my, my daughter's eight. Probably got about nine, ten years with her in the house. Yeah. Um, that's not a lot of time. I mean, that that's we've had that much basically. And so you realize, like, <laughs> not to sound like. <laughs> middle midlife crisis here or anything but like time's running out for what you know i'm here on earth for sure but also the time i i have to do that with my kids um and so that can just put your head in in a bunch of different places but like wanting to do these things and um knowing that well to pursue that there there's a financial side of it there's a freedom side of it and kind of sitting there going, well, is this something I just want or is this what, where I feel God leading me? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the pursuing that isn't comfortable. Yeah. That may not be at all what you bargained for <laughs> when you asked that question, but. <laughs> well, I knew there might be something percolating yeah. there. Because I know yeah, I. It, go ahead. When I'm, <clears throat> and I haven't been on a trip anything like that long in a gazillion years, but the shorter ones that I go on if they're, you know, if, if they do end up being restful and somewhat contemplative is that, yeah, you, you do when your mind is free of the things that's normally kind of trammeled by, then you can spend time thinking about that and pondering about that. Or at least that's the way that it works for me. And sometimes I come back with realizations that change the way that I go about things. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and part of it's and I I wrote a um post on this, goodness, probably about a year ago for another thing I do that kind of this camping and clarity, I think is what it was titled. But mm-hmm. sometimes it takes getting away from everything to to be able to hear what you need yeah. to hear. Um you know, to be able to sit and, and distinguish, okay, these are just busy thoughts in my head and no, this is God trying to tell me something that I've allowed the busy thoughts in my head to, to kind of um, shadow, which, you know, part of that's we get so busy that we're just not even listening for, for something God's trying to tell us. And I think and, this gets at something that um, growing up sort of, it began to bug me the older I got, um, which the, the question is kind of what is your Sabbath? Or mm-hmm. how do you say, how do you say law? It would be another way to put it. And those are nice churchy words. But just what I mean is that uh, I don't necessarily think God is primarily interested in you setting aside Sunday to do church and that being what Sabbath means. But that God set the example by deliberately resting of saying the the work is complete for now. I'll start it again on Monday, <laughs> but for right yeah. now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take time to just be. And I think part of what you're getting at is that, or, or what we're kind of talking about is, is that, that, um, it's, we, we have to have some kind of, of Sabbath rhythm in our lives. And it's very easy without realizing it to get out of a rhythm. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be going on, you know, a, a 10 day camping trip or whatever. And it doesn't have to be driving into the Ozarks or the, but, but the question I think we should all ask is, well, what, what does it mean to Sabbath? And am I building time into my life and into my family's lives that we can do that, that we can hear from God outside of the noise. And I, and yeah. the thing is like, I'm not talking about church. You know, that, that's kind of a different thing or, or even biblical community in, in the scriptural sense of the word of doing life together and meeting and teaching and the scripture, reading the scriptures together and praying. But but just being even aside from those things, there's a glimpse that you get in the first part of the Torah in Genesis and Exodus that really seems like kind of what God was after is like, hey, y'all, let's let's just kind of hang out, you know, and it wasn't that there wasn't any structure, but the. The ritual and the rules and the religion of it all came later. And yeah. initially God is like, well, let, let's just be together. Let me like, yeah. let me walk in the garden with you. We don't have to do anything in particular. I just want to be with you. And I think that's the invitation of God through Sabbath is that he just wants to be with us and that in being with him, we become more like him and we get to know him better. And that shapes and changes us. Yeah. And it's interesting how, We've come from that because, I mean, you even look at, it's, it's interesting how we get there from, um, to, to where we're at today. Like, I feel like there's this mindset of, wait, you want me to go to church and spend this time in the scripture and rest and no, Hmm. when do I do my stuff? Right. And so we, we kind of put the things that are, um, maybe spiritually life giving, try to mitigate that to this little area and live the rest of our life. And then it's like, Oh, well Sunday Sabbath, we'll rest today. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. I don't think that's, that's the the overarching picture. You know, I think that um, the rest is supposed to be spiritually life giving, but I think it's supposed to be constant. I mean, what, where else do we think or why else do we think it talks about praying without ceasing and, mm-hmm. and, um, 
you know, reflecting on, on the word and, and all these things. Like, is that something we're just supposed to do one day a week? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Like, no. Uh, the the next beatitude, and not to get into it, but it is about He's getting hungering, into it. hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And I don't know, man. I think a lot of that's been lost in our culture. And I think a lot of it is because people are pursuing worldly comfort over the comfort of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you find... You don't find the comfort of, of Christ pursuing the other. Like it doesn't just naturally happen if you're pursuing the world. Yeah, and the world can be lots of good things that um, bring meaning to your life. But if it's not, we were before we started recording, we were having another conversation about priorities and balancing what you what you want or the needs of the moment versus what the the long term the best idea is. And you can you know. You can talk yourself out of the best thing so you can settle for a lot of other good things. Yeah, well, and, and what even is the best thing? You yeah. know, how, how we define that and how God defines that are very different. Um, <laughs> I often think of there's a particular scripture in which one of the uh, teachers of the law says to, Je- he says to Jesus, and he calls him good teacher, and then he asks a question, and Jesus responds with, why do you call me good? And I think that's a really profound question, actually. Because he, what, what he's getting at is like, how are you defining good and why do you think I am? Right. Let's talk about that. Because um, something else from, from Genesis is that God, uh, a recurring theme, and this shows up all throughout the, the Old Testament, as we call it, the God being the one who sees what good is and God saw that it was good. And that phrase shows up in a bunch of different, uh, in a bunch of different places and in a bunch of different contexts. And, and the reverse of it is true. Somebody else saw that it was good, and that's usually an indication that, oh, something's about to go wrong here. Yeah. But that God, you, the, the question you're raising is like, well, why, why do we call this good? How do we know what good is? And yeah. if we're not in tune and in step with the Spirit, if we don't allow ourselves the space to listen and to contemplate and disconnect from the things that are consuming our attention so that we can hear the voice of God, then we can't possibly know what good is. Yeah, well, and even, even Romans eight twenty eight, where it talks about all things working together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Like, mm-hmm. I think we, we hear that and it's, oh, well, then my, my life's going to be good and pretty and comfortable. And that's not what that means. Yeah. That's not what any of that means, right? Mm-hmm. And what what we think is good may not be what is good for the plan of God to be fulfilled mm-hmm. um, our life may be horrible and that works for the good of what God is doing yeah um, I say horrible horrible in the world's eyes right mm-hmm. um, I don't know there, there's so many ways that this could go and I don't want to <laughs> chase as many rabbits as usual but I just I, I halfway think and I've said it before but like this pursuit of comfort has become the overarching thing that non-believers and believers are seeking alike and that it clouds us and them from truly truly seeing who Christ is and his plan for us and and all the things you know yeah and i think there's the very obvious surface level of things anybody any christian i think would or many christians would point out and say well that's obviously bad you know the 
the obvious abuses of the prosperity gospel and things yeah. like that, where it's just like, oh, okay, obviously it's probably, you don't need a Learjet for God to be on your side. <laughs> that's not, that's not what we're talking about. But I think there's a, there's a secondary level that's a lot more subtle and, and even, you know, even insidious at times, which is the distraction of things that are fine to want and to desire to the detriment of the good thing, the best, you know, the right things that God has for you in particular and for us as the people of God in general. You know, is there anything wrong with wanting to provide your family with safety and security? No, but at the at the point that those become a distraction or at the point that those become the thing you're seeking rather than the person and the purpose of Christ, that's a problem. And the line between those is you can't write it down the middle of everybody's life with a straight line because so much of it has to do with, well, what is the spirit wanting from me right now in this yeah. season of life or this day or this moment? And that's not going to be the same for me as it is for you. There's going to be some overlap because I think overall the purpose of God is for all of his people. You know, there are a few things up there at the top, but beyond that, it's like, well, it's kind of like, like with Paul, come over to Macedonia and help us. Okay, I'll go do that. But that was that was his call at that time. That wasn't for everybody that was around him, but because he listened and because he was in step, he knew what he was supposed to do, and he did it. Yeah, and I think, and again, not to get into the the hunger and thirst after righteousness thing too he much. Keep so trying I'll, to I'll, do I'll, that. I know, man, it's right there. <laughs> I'll use a different word, but like, where is your love? You know, mm-hmm. um, is is doing well financially a bad thing? Well, no, not necessarily, but I think it's pretty clear that the love of money is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Even scripturally, you see where. You know, God God calls someone to, to get rid of all that wealth, right? Mm-hmm. And he couldn't because he loved it so much. And and there's this thing of like, man, it's a tough conversation. Um, I don't think we can ignore that there are people in the church following Christ who still are, are held captive by that desire for worldly things. Mm. And, and, and it's pretty clear you can't serve two masters. So it's like, who are you serving? Now, does serving God mean you're going to be blessed financially? Absolutely not. You know, that's where you were talking prosperity gospel. Not necessarily, right? It could mm-hmm. if God needs you to be to fulfill his purposes. But if if you living in poverty fulfills his purposes better, and that's how he receives glory, I, that's a tough conversation to have, right? But that's that might be best. Yeah. No one wants to think that's what God wants for them, though. No. No. And how and, would and you... I think there's a... Go ahead. And how would you if know you if... Th- this is the question. The only way we're going to know these things is by leave, taking the time, taking the Sabbath rest so that God can make clear what it is we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to live. Yeah. Yeah, I, to be that in tune, and we talk about that some, right? If you're really seeking the will of God, you have to be able to to be in tune with what that is. And you can't do that by leaving your Bible on a shelf every day but Sunday. Um, do, do people even pick it up for Sunday anymore now that we have apps? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but like that that's not the way you determine the will of the Father. It's by... Um, by, by studying the word, by talking with God, by talking with people, by being in community, by being in a church where you are hearing the word of God and growing, like 
it's all these things. And that's why, kind of to your point earlier too, you can't just leave it to, oh, it's Sunday, I'll rest and, and lean into those things. Like it's got to be who you are yeah. and the focus of who you are more so than your occupation or your business or your side hustle or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The The word that comes to mind is abide. Yeah. Abide in me and I will also abide in you. I'm the vine, you are the branches. And, you know, a branch doesn't sit around having existential conversations about what it means to be a branch. It just is. You know, How do you know? Well, all the branches I've talked to, that's not what they do. There it is. <laughs> but but seriously, like, a tr- a, or Psalm 1, a tree planted by the rivers of water. Well, a tree just does what a tree does. It's rooted, it hangs out, and it grows. It draws nutrients from, from the source. And But it's in, in the place it needs to be to do that. That's right. right. Like It never yeah. questions. And, and I, I think that's the thing is if we're not... And I, I'm talking to myself, y'all, okay? The, the, the record button happen, happens to be on right now, but because I'm, I'm in a season where I need to hear this and I need to think about it and I need to make sure that I'm doing the things that that are life-giving and life-bringing. Not just the stuff that's fun or you know easy or whatever, but am I living my rhythms in such a way that it creates space for Sabbath to happen? Well, what, what, what does that look like to you, living your life in that way where you, you're, you're making that space? I had somebody tell me once that like if I feel like a situation is muddy, I should throw myself into the muddiness and get to clarity, which I think is a pretty good suggestion, generally speaking. So just since you asked, it's being willing to say, okay, well, am I doing those things? How am I, how am I spending my time is probably a lot of the question. And is it, there are some things that I'm, that you're obliged to take care of. You know, you have a job, you have a family, you have a place where you live that needs taken care of, whatever. But is is there space for God to move, you know, or, or am I holding on to things so tightly trying to control everything that I don't allow him to talk and I don't allow him to mess with what I've got going on? That's the way it takes shape for me is that like, yeah, am I, am I taking time to listen? Am I taking time to read the scriptures? Am I taking time to invest in people for real and allow them to... Re- invest or invest in me because you can fool yourself into thinking you're doing all those things but but actually taking a step back and be like dude is any of this actually matter does any of it actually contribute to what god wants for you and that's a hard that's a hard light to turn on to your own life it's uncomfortable yeah and even your motives behind it Mm. you know is it because you're trying to find people to walk alongside and and grow with or build or disciple or or whatever or is it because you just feel like you have to or because it makes you look good you know um yeah. not that god can't use all of that but uh depending on where we're abiding i think that makes a difference on, on mm-hmm. how we see those opportunities and um yeah i uh i don't know i can echo that in many ways i think it's tough to with everything going on to make sure that I'm, I'm making time for where I need to be. Um, and it's easy to be like, Oh, I have good conversations, right? I mean, if anything, we do the podcast. Um, so we have that conversation and, you know, I have the home church that we have good conversations and I've got these friends and, 
if you're having the conversations, but you're not where you're supposed to be, I'm not sure those conversations are as helpful as you think they are. No, and if anything, they can fool you into thinking that you're doing the right thing when you're not. I remember, uh, this is a number of years ago, there was somebody I knew that um, had a problem with alcohol. And I, I, at that point in my life, he, we were involved in a lot of conversation about his life and that situation specifically. Because, I mean, he, he, sought, yeah. he, he sought it out. And after a, after a few conversations, what became clear to me was that he just wanted to have a come-to-Jesus conversation every couple of weeks, say more or less the same things, and never have to make a, a change in his life. And we reached the point where it was like, dude, I just can't, I don't have anything else to say. I can't help you. You don't want to do anything. And similarly, I like it's who doesn't want to feel like you're making progress, but not actually have to want, do the work, you know, like that's, that's so much more convenient. And I say that as somebody, because yeah. I've, I, I've been that guy at times where I, where I realize, oh, it's, it's easy to acknowledge this. It's easy to know the right things to say, but I'm actually not making any progress at all. Yeah. Like I've, I've been that guy and that's not, that's a distraction, you know? Yeah, it is. And, and, and often in those situations and, and I'm with you, I've been in those before too. Um, it's because we're, we're trying to lean on our own power Hmm. rather than what Christ can give us to get through through a situation. And so there's almost like this, well, if I have the conversation, someone's at least seeing that my power is doing good enough and I can control the situation still. And <laughs> yeah. And I, again, like, if we're really leaning into this and in and, and scriptures, like, why are we ignoring the fact that, that the Bible's pretty clear that we, we really don't have much strength on our own, mm-hmm. if any? Like, it, it all comes from from God. Any good in us really is from God. And so why do we keep trying to fool ourselves that we're strong enough to handle stuff that's way above our pay grade in this life? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think we want to be the one on the throne, if I could put it that way. But, all, you know, the... I mean, it, it, it's funny how these scriptures that you've heard your whole life suddenly take on new meaning in different seasons. But the whole like, don't, don't lean on your own understanding. You're gonna fall over. But <laughs> let me try the, real quick. Yeah, yeah. But in all, I mean, we're talking about like how you get to clarity and how you do this. But you you don't lean on your on your own understanding in all the ways that you have with all of your muchness. You acknowledge God and He directs your path. I mean, yeah. it's. There it is right there. and But I'd much rather complicate it by doing by doing something else, apparently. Yeah, and having been on the trip, you, you, re, you know, kind of referencing that and been on the trip I've just been on, you know, I, I think about it in an interesting way. We, we like to hike a lot, whether we're on these trips or not. And when we're on a trail, one of the things I constantly I tell my kids is like, hey, stay on the trail. Mm. Um, it's down the trail and there's multiple reasons for that right like poison ivy well I don't see any well cool you may miss it right <laughs> yeah. um, there's areas where there's restoration being done and if we trample through it like we're going to destroy some of the progress that's being made there's areas where there's a bluff and you will fall to your death right but mm-hmm. all my kids are seeing is oh well this looks cool but look at this rock but look at this stick 
hey, there's a walking stick. Like, and, and chasing all these things and not understanding, like, hey, that there's a there's a reason for this, yeah. and there's a reason to walk this line. Not that you're not going to make mistakes, not that we're going to mess up, but but ultimately we're trying to get to this one thing. And if we allow these other things that may look good to to pull us off of that path, there's probably something we're not realizing that could hurt us. That's a great analogy because what I think of is the whole, like, you know, if you're on a hike, you may be hot and you may be dirty and your feet may hurt and you may stub. I mean, there may be rocks in the path that you trip over, but you're not going to be lost if you stay on the trail. You don't have, you don't have to wonder about where you're going. And God has said, this is the trail and it's going to be narrow and it may not always look like what you think it should look like. And you may pass things that you think, oh, I want to go look at that. But it's like, okay, but if you go over there, there's no path. The path is over here. And if you stay on it, you, you won't be lost. Yeah. And and I think, again, just to take the analogy even a little further, but I'm sure many of you have been on trails that are not clearly marked at times Mm -hmm. or that are grown up or that are, it can be a challenge. And I think it just goes back to that whole abiding thing, like being in a place where you can clearly see where God is leading so that you're not sidetracked by the promise of whatever the world has to throw at you, because there's a trail there too. And and the Bible's pretty clear about where that leads. Right. And it, it looks enticing. It looks good. It looks like there's people who are doing well on it, but it's, it's not what we're after. Say law. <laughs>